It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another Car Doctor Hurricane Party. I hope not. I hope I, I hope this uh, hope this Hurricane Henri uh, blows out to sea or gets stuck somewhere. But I don't know. It looks like we may have a weather event coming to uh, New England and the coastal area. So hopefully you've uh, battened down the hatches or whatever the proper terminology is for uh, something that happens during a hurricane. Uh, You've uh, you bought all your milk and bread and peanut butter and uh, marshmallow fluff. Um, I don't know jam, whatever whatever people have for staples for a hurricane. Hopefully, you're all set for that. I I do I do remember watching a special about Walmart, and when they predict hurricanes, for some reason, blueberry pop tarts sell off the shelves. So um, and they and they. And they run they run trucks ahead of the hurricanes, so with lots of blueberry pop tarts. So uh, those are none of the things that I stock up on, by the way. Um, but just just so you know. But uh, but it looks like we may have a weather event, so be careful. Hopefully, uh, you're listening to the radio now, and you're going to be listening to the radio all, all over the weekend, and uh, taking taking care when you need to, and just uh, be prepared for be prepared for the worst and hope for the best, like they said in Boy Scouts. I don't know if Boy Scouts actually said that, but they may have. Uh, but our, we're doing things a little bit different uh, today. We might have a guest or two a little bit later in the program, but no guest right now. So if you'd like to join us, you have a question about your car, easy enough, 800-370-1049. 800-370-1049 is the phone number. You can give us a call and chat about your car, your car problems, what's going on in the automotive space. If you want to talk about that, maybe, maybe you're thinking about buying a new car. Uh, and, uh, you started going out and shopping and find out there's not a lot of inventory out there. Uh, there is some, but not as much as there was. Uh, in fact, one of the guests that we're going to be talking to perhaps a little bit later in the program, I got to talk to him during the week and I was asking him about how the chip shortage is affecting Ford. And, um, and they were saying that they're the company that is their semiconductor supplier is back up to full operation so they're starting to turn that around a bit so um but we'll we'll see we'll see what's going on with that and also uh coming up next month i know we're this is a long time ahead but coming up next month we're going to be we're going to be doing a live remote broadcast up at cycles 128 in beverly so and it's it sounds really exciting because uh, they have opened a motorcycle museum up on the second floor. And uh, I was talking to uh, one of our sales folks this week, and she asked me if I would be willing to go up there. And it sounds like fun. And uh, you know, I, I said, you know, anything that, anything with wheels intrigues me. So uh, motorcycles, absolutely. And I guess they have some really really old. Um, uh, things like Nortons and BSAs, maybe a Harley or two here and there, but not all Harleys, which is you know what you usually see in a motorcycle museum. So it should be it should be really fun, and a lot of automotive memorabilia, Petroliana is the terminology that's used for that. So that should be really fun. 
Our phone number again is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. If you'd like to chat with us about your car or your car problems or anything, I was going to say anything automotive-related, but anything even close to automotive-related. Next week, we are having a guest. We are having a, a fellow on who... Um, is representing Shell, but not about gasoline and oil. Uh, they have a, a, a new um, portable jump start device, and there's a, there's a lot of them out on the market these days. You can, uh, uh, in fact, I keep one charged up in the house for things like hurricanes, uh, so I can keep my cell phone charged. Uh, you can plug in your your cell phone charger right into the side of it, and they're little lithium batteries, but you can also jump start your car with it. And uh, they have one, and uh, it's a flashlight. It's a, it has a couple USB ports. You can jump start your car. And it also has a wireless charger. If you're somebody that has a little bit newer cell phone, uh, you can just sit your cell phone right on top of it, and it'll charge your cell phone with, with no wires attached to it. So kind of a kind of a handy kind of a handy device. And I want to talk to them about you know how they developed it, you know how, why why they kind of branched out and put their name on a product that's not oil and gasoline. So we'll be talking to them next week. Uh, but right now, we'd like to talk to you at eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. Well, there's a story in Automotive News, and it says it costs more to service electric cars than the gasoline-powered counterparts, but that gap narrows over time, according to new data from an analytic firm called We Predict, the company which released data this year saying that EVs were 2.3 times more expensive to service than internal combustion engines after three months of ownership. Uh, last week said there is a caveat after one year, uh, EVs are just 1.6 times more expensive to service. Uh, we predict looked at data from about 19 million vehicles be 20, between 2016 and 2021. The main factors in narrowing uh, over the nine-month period included a 77% drop in maintenance costs as well as a slight decline in repair costs. Still, the data showed that uh, service techs are spending twice as long diagnosing problems with electric vehicles versus those with gasoline engines. They're spending about one and a half times longer fixing them, and their average labor rate was 1.3 times higher. Uh, Renee Stevens, vice president, we predict, said the issue is due partly to the fact that EV problems are still new and unfamiliar to most technicians. In an industry launch, she said the media briefing, uh, at a media briefing, she said the uh, this is a launch factor you're seeing. A majority of repair work centered on EV-specific components, such as wiring problems or charging issues. We we predict found that EV had a high rate of wheel problems. That's kind of odd. Which is uh, which the data analysis attributed to greater wear and tear from carrying bulky batteries and overall heavier vehicles. That's interesting because the one person I know fairly well that has a Tesla. Uh, they were very surprised, surprised they had to replace tires at about 29,000 miles. And this guy is a very gentle driver, so it was really unusual uh, that he would be replacing tires that, that early in the ownership of a vehicle. He normally gets sixty or 70,000 miles out of a set of tires. So uh, I guess from the heavy battery weight. After three months of ownership, Mark E service costs were $93 per vehicle, far lower than the closest competition, Audi e-tron, at $366 per vehicle. The Porsche Taycan uh, hit $667 for be per vehicle, while the Jaguar I-Pace was $834 for per vehicle. It seems like they nailed the EV basics uh 
at Ford, it bodes well for what the future is going going to look like. Although Ford recently had some uh, issues as well with with some cars. Speaking of having a car service, this is kind of a kind of a unique one, and it's a dealership out in Wichita, Kansas. So, Biff, if you're ever out in Wichita and you need to have your car service, um, you can get a manicure and a massage, uh, and even a new car uh, is. Uh, so, if you want to go visit. Uh, Tuesdays, Tuesdays, no, oh, well, uh, maybe you can't. Tuesdays known as Ladies' Day at the dealership. <laughs> Probably going to uh, miss that one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three stores in uh, Augusta, Wichita, and Derby, Kansas. Women looking to purchase a vehicle or get their car serviced are treated to complimentary manicures, massages, and service discounts. Uh, so they, they said uh, uh, the owner of the dealership says, uh, uh, in a bid to make women more comfortable when purchasing a vehicle, uh, their efforts uh, began as an evening clinic for women to learn about car care and transition to a day of pampering. I want a store that is more comfortable for more people. A lot of times women specifically are not comfortable coming into a dealership setting, setting and so it was just uh, to try to make uh, women feel more comfortable and special, says here. I don't, you know, interesting, but I, 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 don't, I don't know how well that would go around here. I don't know. Uh, not so sure. Around here, around here, around here. Yeah. You mean in this, in New England? In New England, in Beverly, in Danvers. Well, I, I think you know the whole thought is is I think he's he or she who runs that dealership is on the right track because it's, it's, as time goes on, um, the there's a shift in the family unit in terms of decision makings on major purchases and autom- right. automobiles would yeah. be would be in that category, and women are are becoming uh, the decision makers. Um, way more often than men these days. So, hmm. to sell to the woman is probably a great idea. No, uh, it, it 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 is. But is offering like a manicure sort of pandering? Of well, there's the pandering part. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. Don't you dare be nice to me with society that we lived in. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, if you're not nice to me, we're going to be very upset. But if you are nice to me, I'm going to probably be more upset. So. Well, yeah, that's I, and I don't know. You know, I don't know if that would really be the case. But it was just one of those kind of weird thoughts that kind of you know kind of came to mind. Uh, also, if you were thinking about buying a Toyota Avalon, um, Toyota is dropping the Avalon after the 2022 model year, leaving only the Dodge Charger, Chrysler 300, and Nissan Maxima uh, in the shrinking large car market. Now, I don't even know that I would call Maxima a large car. Um, in fact, the Dodge Charger and Chrysler 300 at one point were considered like mid-sized cars. The Avalon, the uh, mass market's brand's flagship since 1994, was due for uh, uh, freshening in the second half of next year, but the automaker's purchasing department informed suppliers uh, last week that Toyota Motor Manufacturing Kentucky will end output uh, of the car, which means that it is one of the last close to full-size cars and i remember when the avalon first came out i referred to it as the park avalon uh because it reminded me very much of a buick uh which wasn't a bad thing it was but it was uh one of those um you know one of those cars that uh it was uh it was big and comfortable i mean it was basically a toyota camry but you know that they added more rear seat room and so forth but apparently it's just not selling the way it should so so it's just one of one of those things so We'll have to wait and see. Hey, Biff, is there any chance that we have Jim Owens with us? 
we do have Jim with us. Yeah, how did you know that? I just thought. I, so. mean, you, I yeah. mean, as the listeners know, you are yeah. not physically here, yet you know things. I know things. I know things. Sometimes wow. it's through. I, I'll let people know. Sometimes it's you whisper off air into my ear. <laughs> Uh, sometimes you Let's sometimes you whisper on air into my ear. That often, uh, more, yeah. more often than not. Yeah, and then and then occasionally and then occasionally you send me a text message. So there you go. Yep. yeah, which which is which is more confusing. But uh, but anyway, but with us with us uh, is Jim Owens. He's the marketing manager for Ford Mustang. And Jim, thanks for uh, joining us on the Car Doctor program. Well, good morning, and I'm so glad to be on the show here talking about probably. Outside of my daughter's, my favorite topic, which is Mustang and those performance vehicles. Yeah, and Mustang today takes you anywhere from a four-cylinder turbocharged engine to some pretty powerful V8s. And sometimes I think the uh, turbocharged four-cylinder is one of the best-kept secrets in Mustang. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the Mustang family does go... From you know, basically that EcoBoost four-cylinder. It includes the Mustang Mach-E with the you know electric engine and the four doors, and then that 760 horsepower fire-breathing monster called the Shelby GT500. Um, and snack dab right in the middle there, you have your Mach One that has 480 horsepower and uh, you know more than 400 foot-pounds of torque that make it fun. But that EcoBoost, you know, I launched the 2005 Mustang, the Gen 5 version. And we were so excited that our V8, our 4.6 liter V8 had 300 horsepower. You know, the Shelby version had 325 horsepower and we were all excited about it. And now our EcoBoost produces more than 300 horsepower out of four less cylinders. Um, and actually substantially more fuel efficient. Like most Mustang folks don't necessarily care about that. But from a standpoint of an engineering and technology evolution, that four-cylinder is incredible. And, you know, you have that high-performance package version, which was that Focus RS motor that we kind of took and twisted sideways uh, to make it rear-wheel drive, has more than 330 horsepower. So that EcoBoost Mustang has more horsepower than the Shelby GT did in 2007. And you've taken away a fair amount of weight by taking away four cylinders. Yeah, and so that car is so much fun on the autocrosses or the time attacks. You know, when you have that, you know, probably close to 200 pounds removed off of that front end, it makes it more balanced between front and back so that if you're out there on a time attack course or, you know, if you're out there actually, you know, doing those cone courses for an autocross standpoint, that you can nimbly move the vehicle around um, and, you know, be faster times. Yeah, it really, really is a fun car. And then, like you said, as we as you move up to the you know Shelby version, a couple of weeks ago I had the opportunity to spend a little bit of time in the Mark One, and I guess my it could be generationally my little disappointment was it was a automatic transmission, but a pretty slick shifting automatic transmission. But uh, what a fun car to drive, and certainly with that car. I couldn't imagine you could get the stance of the car looking any better. It just looked perfect when it was sitting still. It, it, it Perfect when it was sitting still, thank you. And then when you actually take it out and drive it on track in its manual or automatic format, it is you know the most track-capable 5-liter we've produced. 
Um, it is it, it is unbelievable. It, it builds confidence. So if you were out at Lime Rock, right, you go a little bit farther west yep. from the city of Boston and you go out to Lime Rock and you take it up the S's on the backside there, you're going to feel the confidence that the engineers have put into that vehicle so that you can begin to take that vehicle to even more limits. And, and that's what's so cool about it. You know, the engineers, you know, we had Nick Terzis and Mike Delzio and folks that were, you know, who've spent, you know, three and four generations of Mustangs taking that engineering knowledge and applying that to that Mach 1 that makes it, you know, an absolutely incredible five liter experience. And the exhaust tone, loud enough to be noticed, but not loud enough to be objectionable, which I really kind of liked. It was, you started it up, you knew it was a Mustang, you knew it was a performance cars, but you weren't, uh, you weren't making the neighbors unhappy. Yeah. And, you know, uh, my girlfriend's son is 17 and he's got an 06 that has 435 to the crank and it's about a hundred decibels at idle. Yeah. <laughs> so the neighbors there, that's a little bit loud. Um, but that Mach 1 with the four and a half inch exhaust tips out the back, those quad tips, you noticed it. There's perforations on the inside of that tip that distinctly changes that burble. And that Mustang noise, that visceral experience is an important piece for the, those who would like the internal combustion engine Mustang. That has to be distinctly different, but still sound menacing without being obnoxious. And the team spent a lot of time, and you can see the different patterns that they're in that exhaust tip to make sure that that noise, that sound, that symphony on the right way. I'm so glad you noticed it. Now, the automatic itself, um, yeah, the, the, the demographic of the sports car customer is getting a little bit older as we go. You know, those who remember the 60s fondly. Um, so as it goes from, you know, manual transmission to automatic, what the team did was develop a unique calibration for that 10R Auto so that it adapts. It feels like it's learning when you take it on track. So if you're going, you know, out at the Ford Performance Racing School, because when you buy a Mach 1, you get an opportunity to go to the racing school. It's included in the purchase price, and you get to take our cars out on the track instead of yours. You could go through that turn between turn one and two at Charlotte's Oval, and then as you're going into the Roval on the backstretch, it learns or it, it adapts to how you're driving it. So instead of going to, you know, five, four, three, when you're 130 going down to, you know, the 60 miles an hour to make your left-hand turn, it will know to go from fifth to second. So that automatic, even though it doesn't have the third pedal, right? And, you know, it, it doesn't have the third pedal. It is a unbelievable track performance in its automatic stance as well. Yeah, it really, it really was a pretty phenomenal car to drive. And, uh, I will say the, uh, the teenager did come out in me every once in a while, and as uh, and maybe I shouldn't admit to that. And even with the even with the exhaust and the way the exhaust was tuned, uh, you know, going through going through a kind of a residential area with an with an underpass, I did pop it into neutral and rev the engine just to let it echo under the bridge. So um, that's part of the vacation you take every day. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And. Uh, and the uh, the marquee. I was talking to uh, um, a listener a couple weeks ago that just bought a marquee, and 
uh, he's one of those people that buys a car about every 15 years, whether he needs it or not. And after reading about some of the things that I've said about it, the New England Motor Press uh, rated it as their uh, SUV of the year this year. Uh, he came away with, you know, I can't find anything wrong with this car. This is a fun car to drive. He um, he has a vacation home, and it does the distance back and forth between uh, where he lives in north of Boston up to the White Mountains. And uh, he's uh, he's going to put charges in each location. And he says, you know, I'm I'm already not missing going to gas stations at all with this. And it is it's it's met all of his needs for usefulness and fun to drive. Yeah, that whole fun to drive component is so important for the Mustang family. If you think about it, when Lee Iacocca and the Fairlane Committee back in the 60s, you know, went over to go, good old Shelby and asked to, you know, take this car and make it a, you know, performance vehicle, it changed how people looked at driving in the United States. And that Mustang Mach-E is going to change how people look at electric driving. And to be a capable member of that Mustang family, you have to have not only the styling, which matches it. If you think of that front slope of the hood and the little lip over the front wheel and the pony tri-bar and that sloping hood and roof line that matches, it visually takes its cues from a Mustang. But from a performance standpoint, you can actually get a Mach-E GT performance package that has 480 equivalent horsepower and 600 pound-feet of torque and zero to 60 in the mid-threes. And on top of it, it has Magnaride suspension that was tuned at our Charlotte facility, performance facility, Brembo four-piston brakes, Pirelli P0 tires. I've taken that vehicle and driven it at the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix track and then took a ride in it last weekend from a professional race instructor at Laguna Seca. And that vehicle delivers on the performance that Mustang customers expect, as well as, you know, being good for the environment. So it's a good member to the, a good addition to the Mustang member. Yeah, it, it really, it really is a phenomenal car. And I'm starting to get over the idea of, you know, a four door hatchback Mustang. Uh, you know, I personally, I would have liked to just called it a Mach E. And not a Mustang Mach-E, but the more I drive it, the more I feel Mustang in it. And I'm starting to adapt to it. And I'm I'm getting to be okay with Mustang Mach-E now. Yeah, and so I've been involved in, you know, Gen 4, Gen 5, launched Gen 6, you know, worked for Carroll Shelby directly. So I'm, you know, I am a solid rear axle knuckle dragger, right? (laughs) I like that stuff. Um, and, And for the enthusiasts, there's a couple of things to think about from Mustang standpoint. One, you know, it is a life stage vehicle. You know, we were chatting before the, before the program. My daughter was born in Worcester Memorial Hospital and she came home from the hospital to Westboro in a green Mustang convertible with a tan top. Now in Worcester in July, I had to literally drop the top, put the car seat rear facing in, strap the car seat in then close the top and get back. And there's a lifestyle or a life stage where you really can't enjoy your Mustangs. 
right? So I ended up having three daughters. You can't fit them in there. And when I take two of them and they'd be over the leaning over the roll bar, probably not the, <laughs> yeah. not the thing you want to do. And so what this does allow is the opportunity. If you want to continue your Mustang experience through your life stages, the Maki is a prime opportunity to do that. Yeah. It, 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 again, it, it really is a pretty phenomenal car. And just this week for both the, uh, internal combustion mustang and the uh mustang ev you guys came out with the with a new uh color package for us can you tell us about that yeah the ice white mustang appearance package right it's um it, so if you think about it back in the days of the fox body in 93 we did a triple white package and mustang is about personalization right so over the the generations and the decades we've done the Twister Special and the Blue Bonnet Edition and the High Country Special and, you know, things like the Cal Special and the Pony Package. So it's about coming up with something that's a little bit different. And what's so cool about this, since it's across the Mustang family on the Mach-E and on the Coupes, both EcoBoost Premium and GT Premium, is those clear tail lamps on the back on the Coupe. So instead of the red tail lamps, you have those clear tail lamps that go so well with the white wheels and the white stitching on the interior, it kind of, you know, harkens back to that triple white in the 93. And again, as a way to be looking different from your Mustang crowd so you can make it yours. Yeah, it really, the color combination, the the type of white it is that I saw in the photos, uh, it, it, you know, I'll be honest, when I first read the news release, I'm like, oh, it's another white Mustang. But the way it's carried off with the wheels, like you said, the taillights, the interior trim pieces, it, it is one good-looking car. Yeah, and a limited edition from a standpoint. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, it's a lower running volume. And it, it will be one of those cars, you know, like the 7-Up edition. Right now, we can't call it that trademark stuff, but, you know, but where we did unique ones that will be at car shows, you know, at the cars and coffees, you know, out in Framingham that I used to go to, you'll see that probably in the, you know, in the decades to come as one of those collector vehicles. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really good. And, and you didn't limit it to just the internal combustion Mustang. You did it in the Mach-E as well. Yep. Part of the Mustang family. And you'll see, like we talked about the GT performance package, you know, we have GT performance packages on the internal combustion as well as on the Mustang Mach-E. And so we're tying those things together because it is part of a larger Mustang family. Well, it certainly sounds like you're the right guy to be there with Mustang, everything from bringing your child home from the hospital in a Mustang to being as enthusiastic about Mustangs. So uh, Jim, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your day and joining us on the Car Doctor radio program. I'm so glad to be a part of it. And I'm actually sitting here um, on Nine Mile in Woodward, uh, where we're setting up for, you know, the Woodward Dream Cruise, which is a million and a half people in about 43,000 cars that are coming down the road on the third Saturday of, of uh, every August. And uh, we're going to be celebrating the car culture here, including that Mustang, the new Mustang package out there. And, you know, if any of the folks who are listening to your show ever get a chance to visit southeastern Michigan in the third weekend of August, you can come join the car culture. It sounds sounds like a great time. Maybe you'll see me there next year. <laughs> that sounds good. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Jim. Take care.
Again, thanks to Jim Owens for joining us on the program this morning. And why don't we take a quick break and pay some bills. The phone lines are open at 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. You're listening to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. We'll be right back. This Grill and Chill Tip is brought to you by New Hampshire Liquor and Wine Outlet. When serving margaritas, follow the 3 to 1 ratio. 3 parts of tequila, 2 parts of orange liqueur, and 1 part of fresh lime juice. Prepare a rocks glass with a pink salt rim and always start with a high quality tequila. Do you have a cocktail recipe that's the hit of every party? Ever wondered if you have what it takes to earn the title Mixology Master? New Hampshire Liquor and Wine Outlet is turning to you during their 10th annual Summer Fun Tour to find the most inventive drinks ever. Enter your recipe to win some amazing prizes, like a trip to Napa Valley or a weekend distillery experience in Louisville. Cocktails will be judged on appearance, creativity, and taste. Learn more at nhsummerfun.com. We can't wait to see what you mix up. Please drink responsibly. Hi, this is Brian Kelly from the Kelly Automotive Group. I hear the same rhetoric that you hear. Car dealers don't have any vehicles in stock. We may not have every model or every color in stock, but because we're the largest Nissan, Jeep, Chrysler, Infiniti, Volkswagen, and Honda dealer in Massachusetts, yeah, we sell the most, but we also get the most with shipments arriving weekly with over 1,600 new and pre-owned vehicles in stock and ready for delivery. Check us out online at kellyauto.com or stop in and see what we have to offer. Hey, how's that for making it easy? Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit aaa.com slash join. That's AAA, aaa.com slash join. I'm Anne-Marie Casey, director of the North of Boston CVB. People say you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Truth is, you knew what you had, you just never thought you'd lose it. This last year has been devastating for our tourism industry. As the world begins to open up, it's time to show your support and love my local Massachusetts. Visit museums, catch a show, or spend a night at a beautiful Oceanside Resort. For more ideas, visit northofboston.org. Sponsored by the North of Boston Convention and Visitors Bureau and the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. The dust and the grime and the dirt and time You see all the miles and years The pain is faded, it barely made it Could bring a man And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9 Well, since uh, since our interview went a little, bit, a little bit long And we're a little bit, we're a little bit, maybe just uh, I don't know, maybe a little out of sync uh, I think it's time for a car review Might as well, uh, might as well do that uh, There was a time 
when Lincoln made luxury sedans, but now Lincoln, like other manufacturers, is in the premium SUV business, including included in the Lincoln lineup is the Navigator, followed by the Aviator, Nautilus, and the subject of our test drive, the Corsair. The Corsair comes in three trim levels, base, reserve, and grand touring. Base and reserve models come with a two-liter turbocharged engine that's good for 250 horsepower and 240 foot-pounds of torque. It's amazing how these turbocharged engines are pumping out so much torque these days uh, compared to, like, the engine that's in my car, which makes about 175 or 85 horsepower, uh, but the torque is um, probably 100. 75 foot-pounds of torque in these turbocharged engines just crank up torque like crazy. The more powerful uh, 2.3-liter turbocharged engine engine uh, is capable of 280 horsepower, and that's mated to an 8-speed transmission. And the Grand Touring model actually uses a 2.5-liter hybrid power plant, uh, which sounds like the power plant that might be in the Maverick. And we might be talking about Maverick later as well. Visually, the Corsair by Lincoln is a very appealing vehicle. Lines, which Lincoln calls sculpture in motion, has set uh, the small SUV apart from some of its uh, kind of slab-sided competition. The Corsair is Lincoln's smallest SUV with seating for five and two rows. The front seats are uh, modeled after the seats which were first introduced in the redesigned Lincoln Continental. They give you an endless array of uh, settings, uh, including... Um, under thigh support that varies from your left to right leg, so you can move out one side a little bit more than the other, which is kind of interesting. Uh, the controls are generally quite straightforward, with only a few uh, settings that require entering into the infotainment center. Overall, the Sync 3 system, which is their voice system, works pretty well and recognizes my voice and whatever weird accent I have. What kind of accent would you say I have there, Biff? Kind of a the, the South Shore of, of South, South of Shore Bo of Boston accent. South Shore Boston weird accent. Yeah, actually, that, I don't know. You're, you're kind of neutral. I mean, am I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't really have. You don't have that. That real. You know, North Shore. Forget no. about it. You no. know. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have. I don't have the. I got something. I don't. But but when I go somewhere, like when I was in Florida, the first thing someone said to me is, "So where are you from?" Uh, or where are you from? Where are you from in Massachusetts? Was the oh, comment. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but on the road, this 280-horsepower engine delivers more than enough power for any driving situations. Now, certainly, Lincoln could have added more power to compete with some of the European competitors. But in my opinion, widely traded style and comfort for horsepower safety is addressed uh, with uh, Cors Corsair with, uh, like it is with all Lincoln vehicles. It has uh, uh, Copilot 360, uh, pre-collision assist, automatic emergency braking, rear backup camera, auto high beam lighting, Optional and included in our test model also is adaptive cruise control with traffic jam assist. So if you're in stop and go traffic, you don't have to do a whole lot. The car just speeds up and slows down. It also has speed sign recognition. So if you have the cruise control on, say you have the cruise control set at 70 and you come into an area where the speed limit automatically drops to 50 uh, and usually when that happens, sometimes that can be a speed enforcement zone. Well, the cruise control reads, the system reads the the speed limit sign and slows the car down, so it keeps you from getting a ticket. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of nice, and uh, and you know overall, uh, reverse brake assist can help with backing up and uh, keeps you from. Uh, 
backing into unknown objects. So if there's a parking lot bumper or something in the way that you didn't see, it will stop you from stop you from hitting it. Uh, it did have automatic parking assist, which means it could park itself. I found it a little bit slow, but eh, it, I mean, it did certainly work. The Lincoln uh, Corsair is designed to lure new buyers into Lincoln showroom and away from the European competition with its stylish good looks, high quality materials used throughout, and nearly silent cabin and control road, road manners. I think it may work. So if you're looking for kind of that smallish SUV that's going to be quiet and ride nice. Kind of take a look at this. I think you'll like it. Hey, our program is brought to you by, by AAA. If you like to become a AAA member, pretty easy to do. Just go to AAA.com slash join. If you'd like to come to work for AAA, and we have lots of openings. Some of them are remote uh, workplace openings. Some of them you come into the offices. We have openings in uh, branch offices as well as... Um, uh, travel agents that can work remotely, so we have a lot of a lot of openings out there. So you can check out that, but you can find all all the information at AAA dot com. Why don't we take another break? Pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Give us a call at eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. I'm feeling mighty lonesome. Haven't slept a wink. I walk the floor and watch the door, and in between I drink. Black coffee Loves a hand-me-down broom I'll never know a Sunday In this weekday room Danvers, the Backyard Butchers are here with 29 ribeyes for $39. That's less than $2 a steak. Look for the big white truck in the parking lot at Liberty Tree Mall near Total Wine. Stock up and save on bulk meat specials on ribeyes, T-bones, chicken, and crab legs. Just look for the big white truck at Liberty Tree Mall near Total Wine and get 20 ribeyes for $39 plus more bulk meat deals. Read more than 300 reviews, chat with the butchers online, and get info and locations at BackyardButchers.com. BackyardButchers.com. Cash credit, debit, and EBT. Thinking about a new job or a change in your career? Why not work where you can make a difference every day? Elder Services of the Merrimack Valley and North Shore is hiring, and it's a great time to join their innovative, passionate team. Their mission is to help meet people's needs as they age and live safe, healthy lives. They're hiring social workers, case managers, administrative professionals, and more. Come work where employees from diverse backgrounds can grow professionally and have a great work-life balance. Learn more at esmv.org and search careers. El Puerto Mexican Bar and Grill has incredible food and flavors straight from Mexico. From loaded burritos, tacos, enchiladas, fajitas, and more, you can always count on fresh, real ingredients at El Puerto. From their homemade chips, salsa, guacamole, and even their sour cream, El Puerto's authentic Mexican dishes can be made just the way you like it. You will find great food and handcrafted cocktails with their friendly staff. So visit them at one of their four convenient locations, Lowell, Malden, Somerville, and Chelsea, or online at ElPuertoMexicanGrill.com. Breaking news at Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers. The 2022, that's right, not a 21, 2022 Outlander has arrived. And wow, what a ground up new design. Dad, I am obsessed with the new look of this car. It looks like it's from a different planet. You've heard Back to the Future? You remember the Mitsubishi Montero everyone was talking about? This is the 22 Outlander. This 22 Outlander is a seven passenger vehicle, fully equipped with all the latest technology. Forward collision mitigation. 
mitigation, rear braking control, and this Outlander gets great gas mileage. Let's not forget about the Eclipse Cross. That has arrived too. A 2022 Eclipse Cross. What a design. Ultimately, what we're trying to say here is we've got product. And it's all redesigned with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. You can't go wrong with a Mitsubishi right now. Misho Mitsubishi, Route 114 in Danvers, MishoMitsubishi.com. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 800-370-1049. But with us on the phone, we're going to be talking more Ford. And with us on the Ford, uh, on the Ford, on the Ford. With us on the phone is Ford automotive historian and uh, returner, returner, return guest to our program, Ted Ryan. Ted, thanks for joining us on the Car Doctor program. Oh, thank you so much for having me on this morning. One of one of the things that has just recently come up is the new Ford Maverick. And the last time you and I talked, uh, we were talking about Bronco. When I mentioned Maverick, and you said, well, it used to be a car back in the uh, 70s. And you, you you were pretty coy about a pickup truck actually showing up. But uh, it did, in fact, show up. And it's a pretty amazing little truck at a very, very competitive price. And from what I understand, uh, when in, when adjusted for inflation, cheaper than the uh, the first Model T, right? It is cheaper. And that's one of the, the tidbits that my team came up with is the Maverick team had been talking to us about Ford's entry-level vehicles over time, which we've had some great ones, including the Mustang, uh, was another entry-level vehicle. But the original Model T was about $850 when it came out in 1908. Uh, and listen to this ad. I'm going to look over here. for the, This ad is from 1910. Listen to some of these standard features you get with the Model T. The price has gone up a little bit, but you get a windshield. Okay. You get a gas lamp. You get a generator. You get a speedometer. And you get a horn, and those were the standard features on a on a Model T uh, from 1910 that, that you're paying nine hundred dollars for. So, if you put that inflation calculator, you're over twenty five grand, uh, which we beat that handily with the Maverick coming in at nineteen uh, nine ninety five. And you you get more than just a radio and a speedometer. And a windshield. And a windshield, yeah. <laughs> you do. The, the features on the new Maverick, and that's what's so fascinating to me. And I, I'm speaking as a father of a 19- and 22-year-old boy, both of whom uh, pulled up the build and price site for me a couple times to show me all the safety features that they could get if I were to help them acquire a Maverick. But it's a pickup truck designed for the up-and-coming generation. You, it's all hybrid, which is different from Ford. Every one of them is a hybrid which means 500 miles uh, on a tank of gas versus the 200 you'd get with that Model T. Uh, but it has the 8-inch the screen, and it has the lane assist, and it has uh, one of the things I love is uh, since we're in 2022, the water uh, cup holder is actually a little bit different to fit water bottles of today, uh, which is what everybody's walking around with the water. Yeah. And they built in a, a, a tablet holder. Uh, think of yourself, if you're a new contractor, young contractor starting out, a, you're getting a great entry-level price, but B, with the hybrid, you're going to save on gas mileage, but get all the features that you would have gotten from the Maverick's big brother, the F-150, just at an affordable price. And when you when you look at the Maverick, I when I first saw it, I said, this is a pickup truck for people that, that don't know they need a pickup truck yet. 
Exactly. It's a pickup truck that will is a comfortable ride. It's smallish so that you can fit it into the city parking spaces. Uh, the entry level price is going to be appealing. Uh, you know, Henry Ford changed the world with the Model T and, you know, it became the car that put America on wheels because even at, at 650, that was still entry level. And then ultimately he got the price down to 250, always passing on those savings as the assembly line came into place and all the other changes were made. We're doing the same thing now with the Maverick. You're, you're getting an amazing vehicle at an entry level price. And I think it's going to be hugely popular with the younger generation. And from what I understand, there's nearly a hundred thousand of them on order already. Or I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that the the reservation bank has been uh, hopping, and you can actually go build and price a Maverick today if you wanted to. And and we'll begin uh, uh, with the sales occurring in early fall. Uh, so it you'll start seeing Mavericks out on the road. I saw one on the road, but it was a pre-production one here in Dearborn the other day, and it is a it's a good looking uh, little pickup truck. And it's a pickup truck that actually has a real back seat and real back doors, as opposed to some of the compact trucks, even the first generation Ranger, uh, which didn't have four doors that way. Exactly. And some of the other features, one of the in the back seat, uh, the seat will lift up and you have a storage container that I don't. Did you read the press? A fully inflated volleyball will fit in there. Well, and, and then it follows up by saying a lunchbox and a toolkit and some other so there's the the thinking that went into this car is thinking about what uh, a 20 to 30 year old person is going to want. What do they want with their vehicle? Well, they want storage. They want room for the water bottle. They want the technology. They want to make sure that Apple AirPlay works or that the Android system works, which it does. You know, so it's got all the technology that you get in the more expensive Big Brother F series. Uh, baked into the Maverick, but at an entry-level starting price and an amazing gas mileage uh, uh, to boot with that. Yeah, and and the the idea of that kind of hidden storage in the back seat is really kind of nice because everybody seems to travel with a backpack these days. You don't want to just leave it on the floor, but if you can kind of tuck it away where it can't be seen, that makes perfect sense. And as we're seeing gas prices closing in on you know, certainly over three dollars a gallon nationally. I think we're about three ten per gallon. Uh, getting incredible fuel economy on a utility vehicle like a small pickup truck makes a lot of sense. It does, particularly and and one of the you know we design cars for imaginary people. We go out and we do the focus groups, and and one of the imaginary people was was a contractor, a young contractor just starting off. So they now have a pickup truck to get to and from their job site, but we're saving them money on the. Uh, the gasoline and, you know, everything that we do is designed to save money uh, with this entry level vehicle for these uh, different characters to, to, you know, the inner, the the city dweller who doesn't know they want to pick up truck because they you know, live in downtown Atlanta. Where do I park it? Well, now you can park it because it's smaller and it's easy and the lane assist and the park assist and, and all the other features that go along with it. Um, and then the young, con- you know, we designed a truck that is going to appeal to anybody uh, between the age of 20 and 30 uh, shoot maybe even more than that if you just don't want the big full-size f-series you can st- you know get a little bit smaller and still save money and and still have the fuel efficiency as well yeah. and unlike the model t i bet you don't i remember somewhere around the house here i have a original model t owner's manual and you were supposed to bring things like uh besides you know spare tires you were supposed to bring things like bailing wire and rope and things like that chances are chances are you don't need to bring any of that with the new maverick uh, no you don't you don't have to bring a hand crank to start it and hope your arm doesn't break off either so 
the, and I don't want to denigrate the poor Model T. It, it, you know, at one point, fifty percent of the cars in America sold were Model T. You women have heard of the lobbies, you've heard the noise they made, but let me introduce my new Rocket 88. Yes, it's straight, just one way. Everybody likes my Rocket 88. Baby, we'll ride in style, moving all along. Review on the Mark Rosenthal. Here is today's North Shore 1049 Beach in voting forecast being brought to you by Obishan Hardware. For the Baradars today, southeast winds at 5 to 10 knots. We do have a high tide coming up in Gloucester this morning at 11.04. Seas 1 to 2 feet. Visibility is 2 to 4 miles. Water temperatures running in the 60s. Weather at the beach, variable clouds. It'll be in the 70s. Slight chance of a shower or a thunderstorm around. A tanning factor of about maybe a 5. That's my beach and boating forecast. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Have you tried shopping with Obershawn Hardware online? Whether at home, on your boat, or at the beach, it's easy and convenient to order things you need right at hardwarestore.com. Plus, when you order online for the first time, you'll save 10%, up to $10. And who wouldn't like an extra 10 bucks in their pocket? So the next time you need a few things, just visit hardwarestore.com, place your order, and choose in-store pickup or curbside. It's easy. Obershawn Hardware will fix you right up. Count on AAA to protect every piece of your life. AAA has the coverage you need, including 24-7 roadside assistance from trusted AAA technicians in any car you're driving or riding in. Plus, members get great rates on insurance, exciting discounts at hundreds of your favorite brands, travel savings, and much more. All with the peace of mind knowing that AAA has you covered, both on and off the road. Visit aaa.com slash join. That's AAA. aaa.com slash join. Hey, it's Erica from North Shore 1049, and I have to tell you about my favorite spot on Hampton Beach. You can eat, drink, and sleep right next to the ocean. At McGurk's Ocean View Hotel and Restaurant, this is the premier spot to stay on Hampton Beach. Enjoy live music entertainment daily with beachfront dining for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check out their post-date cabana bar for a cocktail in that island feel right after a cool swim or a fun day on Hampton Beach. McGurk's Ocean View Hotel makes the perfect vacation spot for you and your family. Check them out online at McGurk'sOceanView.com. Hi folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Did you know that professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson Windows more than any other brand in the United States? And if you're thinking about replacing the windows in your home, you should see the Anderson Woodwright replacement windows, which can add considerable value to any home. See the Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. This is Scott Whitley from Wicked Bites, north of Boston, inviting you to join us at 9 a.m. this Sunday morning for your chance to win dinner for two for calling in about your favorite restaurants. That's this Sunday, Wicked Bites Radio, 9 a.m. on North Shore 1049. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. I'm not sure what have we we lost Ted Ryan there, sort of in the middle. I think he's joining Jim Owens out at the uh, 
out at the Woodward Dream Cruise, setting up setting up the Ford table out there. And uh, um, I know they're I know they're 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 both headed out there, and I know uh, uh, it's a big deal. So well, well, thanks, Ted. Uh, and can you imagine the? I guess I guess if you had, you know, seven hundred and seventy-five dollars in you know the time when the Model T was built, and that's about twenty thousand dollars now. Um, you know, I guess adjusted from. I guess there has been inflation. I guess that's all there is. There has been inflation, so we have to we have to think that that could could really happen. And uh, but so, the idea that so think about that for a minute, okay? So. That that adjusted for inflation, so that would have been so. A Model T would have cost us today twenty thousand dollars, right? Which would have made it. And correct me if I'm wrong, John. An in, an inexpensive car today, right? Right. I mean, pretty much everybody could afford, right? But I don't, I don't think that was the case when the Model T came yeah. out. Yeah, the Model T the Model T actually went down in price. The more they made, I think it. I think it went down to under three hundred dollars. I think point. Ted mentioned that. In the, in yeah, the, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. He said it. We, yeah. I, think, I think eventually they got it down to two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. So. so do car uh, manufacturers do that today? Uh, I haven't seen that happen yet. Yeah, we're waiting on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, I got a. I got. I got a uh, interesting comment back. Um, remember the Buick Envision? I did a car review about last week, and I don't know if you. You know, we talked about it a little bit that it was uh, it was uh, made in China. Yes, yes. And uh, yep, yep. A, a woman wrote to me and said, "I I heard with horror your statement that the Buick Envision is made in China with less than one percent North American parts. I'm close to the time where I'll need to buy a new car. I'm considering a Tesla as I want to cut CO2 emissions. And as far as I know, they're made in the USA." I know Musk is opening factories in China and Germany, but I hope the vehicles he's selling in the USA are made in the USA. How can a potential car buyer find out where a vehicle is manufactured and what percent of its components were made in the USA? Well, a lot of Monroney stickers, that's the window sticker. Actually, that's how I learned that the Buick was made in China because it said right on the sticker and it said that there was with less than 1% North American parts and it didn't tell you what those parts were but it did tell you the engine and transmission were made in China so uh, if you're curious look at the window sticker in most cars it will tell you that uh, some I think the only ones that don't tell you that is if it actually says it's you know right on the sticker made in Ohio or something so um, but uh, interest, interesting that uh, she read with horror, or heard with horror. Uh, and then somebody else who read one of my Q&A columns said, um, I enjoy reading your Q&A column uh, on uh, Boston.com and value your expertise. And I always remind people, you get what you pay for. Uh, but I recently purchased a brand new F-150 truck and plan to keep it for many years. In New England, I see older trucks with rust. I'm probably someone who takes about average care, maybe above average care of their vehicles, include washing it a couple times a month. Biff, you do that with your car, right? Wash it a couple times a month? I do. I do. Yeah. And this, pa and this past summer, I was washing it like three times a week. It's yeah, called rain. It rained? It's called yeah, rain. Yeah. 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 Down in, down in Florida, where I spent a little time this winter, um, when we'd get a pop-up shower like that, people would pull their cars out of the garage or out of their carports and do sort of a Florida car wash. Really? Yeah, they would get out there with a little bit of, sometimes just let it rinse <laughs> off. Sometimes they get out there with a uh, bucket of soap and water and uh, in the middle of the rain shower, 
out there, wash it down with the soap and water, or let it rinse off, and clean car when you're done. I um, think they may have gotten that idea from me. Oh, that could be. That yeah. could be. Yeah. And uh, but this person says, should I still consider a rust preventative underbody treatment, or is it overkill based on today's improved manufacturing processes or processes? And materials, if you suggest a rust preventative treatment, thoughts on which ones, including do-it-yourself treatments like fluid film. And um, all I can really say is, yes, cars are better, materials are better, they're less likely to rust. But my, what I have seen, though, is body panels, you know, fenders and doors, you don't see rust so much anymore. And the ones you do sometimes were replacement and they weren't as good as the factory ones but underneath the cars the frame and so forth we're still seeing rust and um the uh, the rust treatment that i like the one that i've that i have grown to like is the wax oil stuff uh and we had the wax oil folks on the program before but just the idea that's and they have a do-it-yourself kit in fact we gave away one of the kits to our listeners i believe and um it, it's a, a bunch of big spray cans, but it even has the ability to um, uh, do all the cavities, too, so you can uh, rust-proof the cavities. And uh, it's, it's a product that has been used in Europe for years and years and years. And we had, um, we had the, the uh, CEO of a company that does um, the, the high-end Land Rovers that, that, that takes the Land Rover Defenders and makes them all fancy and modern. And when they disassemble a vintage Land Rover, they use wax oil as a rust treatment. So if they're using it in their product, I think it'd be okay to use in a new F-150 pickup truck. And uh, another interesting question I got was somebody has a 1993, a 1993 two-door Nissan Sentra that's only got 40,000 miles on it. And the inside of the roof, so the headliner is starting to separate and it hangs down and they want to know the simple way to fix it there is headliner cement that you can spray uh it's your best to take the whole headliner out and so the cardboard part as well take it all out and spray it sometimes you can get up there and spray it but sometimes you can kind of cheat you get like screw in upholstery buttons and you kind of twist them in and eh, it's not going to be perfect it's not going to look factory but it's going to keep it from bobbing into your head if you've ever driven a car with um the headliner falling down like that, it's really, really annoying. So maybe that's a, a, a cheap and easy way to fix it, and uh, it'll work okay until you decide to fix it properly. Hey, Real Estate Reveals coming up with Dave Seymour uh, at 11 o'clock, so stay tuned for that. Um, and remember, next week we're going to be talking about portable jump start devices and maybe why you should keep one in your car because uh, there's two kinds of people. People with jumper cables and people that need jumper cables. Biff, which are you? Got jumper cables um, or do you need them? I believe I'd be in the need and need them need category. In the, yeah. in the need them category? Need there you yes. go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Hey, that music means we got to step aside for Dave Seymour and Real Estate Revealed. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see Biff on the road, bring jumper cables. That's all I can say. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.